Welcome back to Going Long on First. Coming at you Thursday night. Preview Friday, we call it here these days. Owen Jeremy are back. Better than back. ever. We ready and to bet and some money? Ever. Bet some real life dollars on the outcome dollar, of these dollar games bills, that will no way be affected by COVID protocols. <laughs> We did our pre-pod. I want to get this out of there. There's a lot of COVID news. We'll touch briefly, but we had our, our we had our not argument or we had a healthy talk. We had it. We had a good trying discussion. to understand it pre-pod, and I yeah. still don't. So it's not worth bringing up that much here either. But how are you doing, Seth? I'm doing great, Owen. I'm. I'm. We're getting through the week as always. It's almost Christmas time. Right before we start talking football, which is what everybody's here for, are you guys done with your Christmas shopping yet? Have you started? Are you done? Started, absolutely not done, and won't probably won't get everything I need before Christmas, and that's just the way the, the world works. Perfect. Right now. Well, I started about a month ago, so I'll make sure I was done, and I should be. So. Oh, hey, I seen you. You were you were at Shields. Yeah. Shopping for some some trinkets. I found them too. Oh, Actually, okay. I broke one of them. <laughs> no joke. I broke one of them and I had to take it back and get a new one. They let you do that. Huh? The same day. You know, I may, I may have fibbed a little and uh, said, it, it, I, when I came home, this was broken. And so I just took it back. So. But you broke it. I broke it accidentally. I dropped it and the, the top of it cracked and shattered. What was it? It was a, it was a mug. <laughs> coffee mug and the, the the cover shattered and uh so i took it back in and i said hey this is broken and they that let me out. swap it out so well that worked out i'm glad what about, what about you jeremy you got a kid to shop for now for christmas yeah what's going on you know um when you have a small child like this there's really not much to get <laughs> diapers you know <laughs> um more diapers more formula more onesies that they grow out of in a fucking month. Um, <laughs> there's not a ton to do. Um, I'm not a big Christmas and holiday shopper, if I'm being completely honest, because Ooh, I'm not, I'm Scrooge. not about things. I'm not about items. I'm more oh, about, okay. Jeremy's going to preach now. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, this is my own personal experience. Like Jackson always gets shit. Tiffany always gets shit, but, uh, I'm more about doing things than buying things. That's my personal experience with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. I try to, I try to buy something that people will use. And like, I have a bunch of younger nieces and nephews. We're getting way off track. They have a bunch of toys and crap like that. I try not to get them that stuff. Cause it just, you add it to the pile and then it never gets used. So I try to do different things that they'll actually maybe hopefully use. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, my, my, well, you know, my man, my mantra is, you know, buy stuff for people that they would absolutely just never be able to rationalize buying for themselves. So it's usually stupid gifts. And that's why okay. if, it has to, if it has to be toys for kids, it's got to be toys for kids. And only because um, this is the time of year. And this is what if I was a kid, I don't want to get underwear and socks, Seth, or a coffee mug. I'm sorry. That's what I, that's that's it. You know what? You'll be drinking coffee one day. That's what I'll say. If they get one good 10 minutes use of my stupid uh little toy that i get then i'll that's good enough for me that's good enough for you 
you know what, Owen? It's if that's good enough for you, Owen, it's good enough for me. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's talk some football, though. That's, that's what we're all here for. I want for Christmas. Is some football? Is some football. Week well, guess 15. what? You're getting you're getting three, four more weeks of it. Ooh. Plus some playoffs. All right. You're getting Definitely. plenty. And you're getting a Packer game on Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Owen. That'll be an excellent uh, uh, dinner uh, entertainment. It will be. Anyways, football, big news happened today. I think we all knew it was going to happen. Urban Meyer fired after all of these allegations, after the disastrous season that he's put out there for Jags fans, for ownership, for the players. Just it was every week something was added on. Yesterday was the Josh Lambeau thing. I sent it out to you guys. I'm like, if this is true, there's no way he's last in the week. And a day later, gone. I mean, we all expected it. It's probably for the best. What do we think? I'll chime in first. I ran into a thing where he was saying that his assistant coaches were I think it was literally referenced as dog shit and that they were worse than his assistants at Northwestern is where I think he coached like first. Um, Utah, the, Utah or Utah state one and two, I thought. I think it was before Utah. Oh, cause that's what I, that's what caught my right, right away too. I'd have to dig it up, but I don't really right. give that much of a shit about urban. Um, and this is just kind of like the sprinkling on, on top of the pile of crap that he's left in, in Jacksonville. Cause it's like, you know, that story came out right before the Lambo story, right before the Lambo, sto- right before that story, you had, you know, the little bit of the stuff going on in the locker room with like James Robinson, not getting any usage. Why were they just, you know, totally burning him out. And then you go back to the off season when it was like, they were really kind of talking about how he was running practices and everything, um, <clears throat> how he's treating players. And there was all these question marks, question marks about the locker room in the first place with veteran players. So it's just like, just another one of these college coaches that comes in. And actually, today, an article came out about Frank Gore and why he didn't go to Philly back when he was a free agent. He signed up with Colts. And it's just, to me, it, to a lesser degree, reminded me of this. Because he was saying in the article, like, he was going to Philadelphia, then bang. A day after, he talked to Nick Foles on the phone about going to Philly. Foles is traded. A day later, Jeremy Macklin gets released. Before all this, Deshaun Jackson got released. LaShawn McCoy traded. You know, and he's just, he's naming off all this stuff. And it's just like, it's another one of these power hungry college coaches that comes in, thinks they can do no wrong, runs out all the veteran players that are good or just alienates them. And then all of a sudden you're, you're stuck with a shitty team that it's luckily they got it quicker, quick enough. Cause when we had chip, like chip really screwed up the future for a while there. Now it did lead to a Super Bowl in Philly. So I can't complain too much, but at the end of the day, some college coaches just aren't built for it i mean bobby vitrino you could name off 10 right now if you wanted that all yep. Yep. yeah and i mean honestly realistically other than pete carroll's first three drafts where he had super connections to all these like pac-10 players or whatever he's kind of looking to be the longevity version of it but i mean you can go on and on and on about it. these guys are just not built for it <clears throat> yeah i mean I think it was a questionable hiring to begin with um, just because he kind of out of football for a while. And so back and forth these years, it just didn't work. Owen, what do you got? Yeah. So, well, and Seth, I was just, 
<laughs> he stopped. He, see, that's me like interrupting your connection too. That just pausing you and making you shut the hell up when I'm talking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bowling Green was the the college you were looking for. Bowling Green. Um, wow. Yeah. Never have guessed it. Yeah, you're right. There it, it was before Utah. Yeah, you were right. Um, my thoughts is we all knew this would happen, and we we're all talking about in the preseason. Like we, this is exactly what we said was the worry with a guy like Urban. Um, these like authoritarian college coaches and need all the power uh, and just, they don't establish that connection with the people first. And here he is kicking his kicker, you know, during the preseason, right before he cuts him, trying to be, you know, like uh, make your fucking kicks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, not yeah. Good. No, if you had a relationship with the guy, maybe you could say that, but no, you're trying to, I don't know. It, it was never going to work. Um more impressive was the fact that Chad Khan made it happen, made the firing happen. Uh, and now there will be a year's worth of lawyering uh, trying to figure out if they get to keep the money or if yep. Urban gets to keep the money. Like there's talk about having a clause in his contract, like a goodwill uh, probable cause thing. Like you got to. I, I, I was reading into that a little bit, Owen. I'm glad you touched on that. And apparently there's. <laughs> A lot of coaches, a lot of coaches' contracts have this clause in there, like a goodwill probable clause, like you were saying. Um, that if they pretty much like deface the team or do all these things that are just not up to virtue, moral standards, things like that, that they can pretty much get out of the money. So, yeah, glad you brought that up, Owen. Glad yeah. you brought that up. The only worry is that maybe, you know, Urban, who is stacked to the brims with cash right now. Uh, his, his defense team argues enough that, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't strong enough to happen, even though it would have been in time, the way things were going, there probably would have been a good laundry list of things to bring up. (laughs) I think you have a, yeah, you have a pretty good list of allegations and and stuff against him that you can just drama. Yeah. It's just all drama. So where everyone in the world can see that this wasn't working and that he should be fired. Uh, the contract and the stipulations might still uh, get Urban his five years worth of millions of dollars. It'll be but, interesting. Uh, That's for we'll sure. See what happens. That but is good, for sure. good for the Jaguars. And we were talking about it, Seth. You brought up the slate. You brought up Houston and Jacksonville this week. How do you pick that game? And we will. But I don't know. Maybe Jacksonville's got something to play for now. Hey, the Raiders won when they fired uh, John Gruden. So, hey, maybe the Jags will pull it out, too. Maybe. I wouldn't bet a whole lot of money on that one. <laughs> You're As, gonna... uh, when they bring in a new coach, Trevor Lawrence sticking around for a while, we think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta write it out with him. He's done. He hasn't done no anything. Story. He hasn't done anything <laughs> wrong yet, really. I, I don't. I mean, he's been struggling, but I don't really put it. Leads on, the league in interceptions. I don't really put it on him, to be honest. Like we talk more about Zach Wilson's struggles than we have Trevor Lawrence, just because we know the bullshit that's been happening there and you know Lawrence's talent is is said enough to give him a leeway up to this point but you do have to start seeing progress at the same time yeah I mean this year will probably be forgiven for him uh but another year or two down the line if if no progress has been made I mean you look at instant the game tonight Justin Herbert first quarterback ever to throw 30 touchdowns in his first two seasons and right now they're ahead of the Chiefs as we're talking. Talk about a guy with instant instant uh, success. 
And then you yeah. get a guy, of course, the team situations and all that stuff, very different. You have to understand that too. But still, I mean, quarterbacks nowadays are expected to go in and win pretty much right away for the most part. Yep. So he doesn't win in the next couple of years or start to, he'll be gone. He'll be gone like many of those other quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun that you bring up Herbert, who was a guy that was looked at maybe the, you know, the, the one that won Tua and Burrow were looked at as to be more solid uh, day one starters, but and then Herbert's been lighting the world on fire ever since he came, got his chance. Jeremy's uh, boy. And Seth, boy. you left out a couple things about Herbert. So he's got 30 touchdowns in the first two years. He's also got the most completions in the first two years. And then he broke Andrew Luck's passing yards for a quarterback in the first two years this game already. And he's only played two half years, <laughs> really. Like this should season just, isn't done. Uh, should we put the, the goat crown on him now? Uh, the goat for, you know, two year his first two years as a quarterback. Mahomes level. You crown him. The goat crown for you LA crown him crown. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Urban Meyer, good riddance. He'll never coach again. I'll, I'll end it with this. He coached college again. Will he get another shot in college? I don't think anybody could pay him enough, but if they wanted to, they, he, you know, I, I could see it happening. Maybe, maybe he'll end in Bowling Green, come full circle. Uh, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Not a goddamn chance. All right. All right. Let's move on. To I, would, our... I would say. Okay. Oh. All right, audio, we're audio, good. We're good. audio fixes. All right, top five A. I, so Seth, the one okay. thing I'd say, <laughs> Jeremy's all over the place I tonight. I, I thought it was the pod, the pod at first, but I think it's actually this, this being funny. The only thing I was going to say about Urban is the way he left Ohio State was so questionable with like the, it was like the what sexual misconduct allegations and then the the staffer was abusing his wife or something like that. There was a whole bunch of stuff. So takes his way into back into the NCAA. It would be kind of like a wow thing. Now where he goes is another big question. I just read like a week ago, Chip Kelly is apparently going back to Oregon. That's like a big news thing right now. Wow. Um, okay. It's mutual both ways that they want him to come back. But the uh, thing Oregon, about Urban is like, didn't Oregon sign their sign their guy? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. That's like a week old news that I read that. But uh, the one thing I'd say about Urban is, like, there's so much contro- controversial stuff around this guy now. And then you throw on, for instance, the stuff with the young girl at the bar with his wife, blah, 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 blah. Like, who would want to touch that? You know what I mean? Who would want to bring that in and be like, you're going to change our, our, our thing? Now, you see shit like that every day in the NCAA. I mean, they're paying players and stuff like that. You see it all the time, weird little things. So, wouldn't surprise me, but not a good move in my opinion. Yeah. No, wouldn't be regardless, regardless. All right. Top five AMB power rankings. Last week we did our MVP update. Now we'll do back to our power rankings to finish off the season these last few weeks. It'll be interesting to see where, if you guys have the Chiefs on tonight with their current struggles, quote unquote struggles so far in this game, they started off hot, but have kind of flattened out a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't take uh, too much precedent there, but who would like to start 
anybody want to take the honors on this one? Otherwise, I am more than happy to give you the answer sheet. Oh, there you go. I think I got. I think it's pretty easy for me this 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 week. I don't know if it was for you guys too, but it, I don't think it necessarily changed too much from week to week. But here we go. <clears throat> Let's hear it on. Number five B. We got the Los Angeles Rams. Does that feel Ooh. too low for you guys? I guess Off we'll see. Your head? All we'll right, see. all right. Won't tease it too much then. All right. Big win, but it took him a while to get there. I'm going to keep him at six or five B. Um, it, I not that I expect it to change, but they're definitely making a play, and that was a huge, huge prime time win uh, against the Cardinals. Uh, number five A. And I think I'm doing this in the right order. I'm going to put the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting. Okay. Currently, Interesting. Currently losing by one to the Chargers as we speak. It's 14-13, beginning of the third quarter. Uh, but they're trending. Or we talked about this pre-pod, Seth. The Chiefs are back, kind of, in a completely opposite way. The defense is absolutely carrying the load right now. Uh, the offense has showed some spurts, uh, but they're definitely not where, to where we know that they have been in the last two years. So the scary part is they could be number one once that happens. Yeah, absolutely. But yep. For now, the defense carrying the load and uh, will continue until to, – to keep their spot, their defense will have to be playing at the same level. Number four. The New England Patriots. Hey, yo. And number four. It's so weird to say the Tom Brady-less New England Patriots have been staying up in these top top of the rankings the past few weeks. But yet here they are. Reclaiming number one seed in the AFC. Big game against the Colts coming up. Big rivalry game, as they say. Post Brady and Peyton. Carson Wentz versus Mac Jones, the new Mac Brady versus McCorkle. Manning. McCorkle. McCorkle versus Carl Magic, the new Brady versus Manning. Love it. Yikes. Give me the Patriots at four, which means the top three are populated by NFC teams. Now, in what order do you ask? Arizona, ask? Ta- Arizona, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay number one. Arizona, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Green yes, Bay 1, sir. Arizona 3, Tampa Bay 2. Arizona with a win against the Rams would have had their had the best record in the NFL. And the would they have been number one for you? And the number one spot in the rankings. Fair enough, yep. That's but these fair. are all teams on the similar level. Uh, Arizona is – they were hot at the beginning of the season, showing some – some signs of weakness here and there. DeAndre Hopkins now ruled out until the NFC Championship at, at best yeah, case scenario. Yeah, that's scary for them. Yikes. Knee surgery this late in the game sucks. I wish they would have, you know, not that you want a guy to get surgery, but if you, if, you know, if there was a chance that it would have had to happen, you wish that they would have just done this, you know, four weeks ago when it was really starting to be a problem. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So they're – their future doesn't look as bright as the next two teams. I'm going to put Green Bay. This is probably my 1A, 1B. That's probably where my A and B would actually be. Fair enough. Give me the Packers with a slight edge just for uh, 
they control their destiny uh, type of thing. And if they own home field, we all know how it happened in the NFC Championship. I don't want to talk about it every time, Jeremy. But fans in the stands get the true Lambeau experience. Maybe things go differently. And there's a chance that they don't have to play Tampa Bay in the playoffs at all. But Tampa Bay, at the same time, you could very well argue is uh, at their peak the most dangerous uh, team in the NFL, Sands Chiefs. So give me, and this is the order again, Rams, Chiefs, Patriots, Cardinals, Bucks, Packers. All right. Not too shabby, Owen. Jeremy, I'm going to go next. And really, I want to go next, Owen, because honestly, our vis, our vis, well, our lists are very similar. Ooh, eerily similar. One. Okay. Just we'll a couple see. of teams swapped out of there. Actually, really, just one. Just one okay. swap, and it's the same. Okay. So I'm going to start at the top. Packers, of course. Top three, Packers, Bucks, Cards. Same exact order. same. Exact yeah. same reasoning that you just said. I Personally, I think the Packers are a more complete team than the Bucks, And I think could be a hotter team than the Bucks too. I think their defense is better this year. The Bucks defense has struggled in pieces, where the Packers defense really hasn't that much. And you still think about it. Jair is coming back. He practiced last week. He's coming back. Bakhtiari is practicing again this week. There's a chance Started. he plays this week. And Zadarius, still question marks on him, but they're still optimistic he'll be back for playoffs potentially. So you take, you're thinking two of your best defenders still waiting to be put on the field. I mean, come on. And, and the way they're playing right now with the defensive player of the year, Roswell Douglas. Oh, shoot. Self-proclaimed by myself. <laughs> myself proclaimed. I, I just – I and the way Rodgers is just humming right now, I mean, it, it's 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 unstoppable, it feels like, right now. So that's, real, that's the reason why. And then the cards are three because of pretty much the same reasons you said. So I'm going to start at four. Four is also the New England Patriots. Okay. They're the best to me. To me, they're the best team in the AFC. Even with the the way the Chiefs have been streaking, the Pats have been doing the same. I uh, still have the longest win streak in the NFL. The one weakness to me is going to be Mac Jones and how he reacts in the playoffs. Obviously, never been there. I mean, yeah, he's at Alabama NFC or you know champion national championships things like that, but it's different than the playoffs in the NFL. So I think that's going to be the one thing. Their defense is going to be playing at the best in in the uh, in the playoffs because of Bill. This is can where we believe, swap Owen. Can you believe that team started two and four? Yeah, I mean, and everybody was writing them off. Mac Jones is 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 it's going to take years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Owen, this is where we switch though. All right, I have the Rams five A, Chiefs five B. I look at it, to me, they're two very even teams. But I think the Rams are the more complete team. They have uh, more star-studded players, I guess. I mean, that defense, to me, plays better than the Chiefs. Uh, we talk about the, the, the two big-name guys on each. But I think the Rams have a more complete. Same with that offense. 
Um, I mean, if the Chiefs are playing top ball, I think they're the best offense in the league, but they haven't done it yet, and they're still not doing it tonight. So until they do it, they're back, but they're not quite there yet. Well, that's why. So Packers, Bucks, Cards, Pats, Rams, Chiefs. That's fair. I get that. And the Rams with the, with the big win, obviously, you know, they could be anywhere in the top six, really, if you wanted to argue. But uh, As know, they should respect- be at this point. That's a respectable, respectable reasoning, Seth. All right. Jeremy's cracking a cold one, and he's going to give it to us. Let's go. Well, <clears throat> surprisingly not, I have the most different list. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't Coming surprise. in at number one, I have the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Are no. you ranking so, the, the six and seven teams? Is that what you did instead? Do you, want to, do you want to fight me? Like, is that what's going on here? I'm just asking the question. I'm just trying to stay <laughs> on topic. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So that's the Eagles will be in this by the end of the season. We'll get there. Um, so coming in at 5B for me, I have – Owen, did you have the Rams? At 5B. I agree with you on the Rams. Um, they just beat the Cardinals, so – I mean, the Rams have been the one that's kind of teetered at the very bottom of this list, like the whole season. They've been kind of in and out. Um, they got the Seahawks this week. That'll be kind of the, the matchup to prove, you know, how they're going to shake out at the end of the year. The Cardinals, like you guys said, obviously they'll fall on this list too for me. But without Hopkins, we'll see how they fare without him, you know. Um, coming in at five for me, this is where I start to differ from you guys. I have the Patriots. Um, like you guys both mentioned, Colts this week, that's going to be a big game, kind of a big testament game. Um, the thing about the Patriots is obviously you trust Belichick in any, in literally any moment. Um, the question mark is going to be, of every team on this list, they have the biggest question mark at quarterback. Now, I don't remember which one of you said it, but obviously Mac Jones has played in the biggest moments in college, you know. Yeah. But It'll just be seeing how it how it fares in the NFL. Now, I mean, you go back what a week, dude threw three balls in a game. You know, like now I mean that ain't game. gonna happen again. No, it's not gonna happen again. But I just sit here and think to myself, like, I don't know if I'd really say they're winning because of him, but I also would not say they're winning in spite of him. He's just kind of conducting the train. You know, not he's that doing what needs to be done at this point. Absolutely. Because, I mean, they wouldn't be here if they had Cam Newton. That's for sure. We're here last year with Cam Newton. So, he is conducting the train in the right direction. So, I'm going to have them at my five spot. Um, they could easily, by the end of the year, get into the top three, though. Like, that's no question to me. Um, coming in at four for me is the Chiefs. Just because at any given moment, the Chiefs could explode. Um, and in my opinion, they have the best coach in the NFL. I just love me some big red. and you got the most dangerous man at quarterback in the league. I mean, because if if Pat if Pat Mahomes starts to click the way he we know he can, and if he does that right at the beginning of the playoffs, right through him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Andy no, Reed I agree with that. Gonna, Absolutely. Andy Reid at this point in his career is not going to coach you out of games. It's not Philly Andy Reid where he doesn't know how to manage the clock. But um, that's just the thing is the Chiefs are – I mean, you guys both had him, I think, at five. Um I might have them a spot high, but I mean, like I said, the Chiefs could explode at any moment. Um, Still a lot of potential the, there. Absolutely. And I mean, 
the way they're playing the Chargers right now, the Chargers are similar to the Rams to me, to where they're a team that's right at the bottom of this list and could be in or out of this list. Um, but we'll jump to three. I got the Cardinals at three. Should have a fairly easy win this week against the Lions. They are the top three teams. They're all NFC teams. No matter how you cut it, they're all 10 and three. Um, if Hopkins is still healthy and if they didn't lose the game last week, they're obviously the number one in the NFL. Um, to me, it's hard to put them at three, but at the same point in time, the way the other two teams are trending, it's hard not to put them at three. Um, now, this is where I differ from you guys the most. I have Green Bay two. Now, wow, shocker two. there. <laughs> I had them two. I had them one last week. You did. Two for, for this reason. More likely you guys lose to the Ravens and the Bucks lose to the Saints, in my opinion. Also, in other news, you guys are on a two-game win streak. The Bucks are on a four-game win streak. As I look at your schedules, the Bucks, the Bucks might win out. I mean, they very well might win out. Because so you we. look at the Bucks, I don't know about that. The biggest test the Bucks have this week against New Orleans, then you have Carolina, New York Jets, Carolina. You guys go Baltimore, Minnesota, Detroit. There's only one surefire win on that, in my opinion, and that's Detroit. Now, if you guys even need it at the end of the season, Baltimore, if they show up healthy, history is served. You guys struggle with scrambling quarterbacks, especially that dangerous, going all back to the Kaepernick days. Cleveland, if they show up healthy and actually play well, can play with anyone. Minnesota, obviously, you guys got your situation with Minnesota. You guys both know each other so well, and they beat you earlier in the year. And then, obviously, Detroit. I w- that's not a game I'd worry about. So, I mean, you guys could finish the game, finishing the season, losing three or four. I doubt that'll happen. Um, you guys will do two and two or better, in my opinion. But I, there's no way, there's no way that uh, Tampa loses more than one of these games, in my opinion. No so that's way, why I, Owen. It's not happening. No way. No way. Um, that's why I put them at one. Um, that's just my opinion. Like I said last week, I agree by one. Um, you guys would definitely be where the 1A and 1B is, in my opinion, is those top two teams. <clears throat> Seth, how you said you think that the Packers are better built, I disagree with that just for the simple fact of when Tampa's fully healthy, they've got like three, four starters at all their skill positions, like all the way across the board. Their defense, I know you made the comment that Green Bay's defense has been playing better. You're not wrong. Tampa's defense, especially in the secondary, has been beat up since like week five. So if they get fully healthy by the playoffs, that's a nightmare to face in the playoffs. Um, and I mean, not to bring up last year and hurt you guys' feelings, but I already did that. You don't have to. Until proven otherwise, they do have it on you guys stemming from last year. Obviously, last year was last year, but they proved it in the big in the big moment. So, but I, I would say yes, that's one A one B for me. It, I'd say for, the only reason that I would put Tampa Bay over Green Bay right now is because their special teams isn't trying to lose them games actively. So that's one thing. Also, you could say <laughs> it's special. Own you got to give it to the Packers. Their special teams is special. They're specially bad. Yes. All right, Jeremy. Fair enough. I understand. We all know your no, love you for Tom Brady. Seth. You it's don't fine. understand, but I understand that you don't understand. It's okay. <clears throat> that's fine. All right. That's our top five AMB. Now it's time for a little uh, a comeback. It was gone last week. Owen begged all night for it. 
Just the tips. Just the tips it is, Seth. You know, since you begged me to do it all night, you know, I just thought I would bring it back to life now that we're here at the beginning of a lot of people's league's playoffs. Week 15, uh, a common setup we see is 15, 16, 17 being the three-week playoff slate. That's a shot Uh, at me, by the way, everybody. Seth, you know, I'm not really pointing fingers, but any commissioner who sets their league playoffs to be week 16, 17, and 18 uh, should be – you know, removed just like Roger Goodell. Get him out. Whoa. Well, it's been fun doing the pod with you guys. Um, Owen just screwed it for us. (laughs) Um, So that's something I'll have to deal with one of my leagues, but another one of my leagues, I am indeed starting the playoffs myself. Uh, Congrats to anybody playing in the playoffs this week or next. Uh, Real sad to hear anybody who's not making the playoffs. It sucks. Uh, you'll do better next year, I promise you. There's always next year. And and especially congratulations to anybody with a bye week this week. Thank you, Owen. Thank you. I have a, I have a bye in one of my leagues. Appreciate it, Owen. I Appreciate do not. It. I will have a bye week next week because of the shitty playoff setup that was put on. Yeah. <laughs> but I will persevere nonetheless. I just want to put this out here, Seth. Again, you're making me... If I get to the championship, I'm going to have to be dodging some of my greatest players being out for playoff rest. Just think about that. Hey, that's a true testament of a good manager. (laughs) Okay. Now, uh, to be fair, this is probably a better year for this type of setup than other years because every game in Week 18 is a divisional matchup, which – always mean a bit more so there's always so that might have been on purpose finally maybe it's a good best way to do it you're welcome Owen. most games are going to mean something to one of the teams which be which is the more likelihood that good player is going to be playing um we'll see what happens and, we'll you, see and, what teams and honestly decide. the way it looks right now is you might not have any team lock up like a number one seed usually it's exactly. that number one seed that has it locked up that rest exactly. players you might not see that this year because of how close teams are. It seems like uh, every team, I mean, as it stands now, and if it continues this trend, every team will be playing for something. They're not going to want to lose and then lose out on go from a two to a three seed, or, you know, maybe there's a fringe playoff team fighting just for the chance to that another team loses and they get in as long as they win. So uh, we'll see how we'll see how it sets up, okay? But the, we're talking week fifteen right now. Fair enough. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Seth. Do you have a game? This I week? do. I do have one game. Yep, I have a buy in one, and I have a game in the other. So I am playing. I I do have some stake this week, just not a hundred percent. Jeremy, are you playing in a playoff game this week? Yes, I am. <clears throat> Congratulations to you both. I also. We'll be playing a playoff game this week. And good luck to all. Now, what a slate do we have here? An incredible slate. I want to know how you guys feel about it. 
We feeling good? You got a lot of injuries? Um, you... I will say in my my team that has a bye, um, I am very thankful I have a bye uh, because I would be screwed if I was not. I have, I think, two players on COVID. I have one player who's out, hurt, injured still, making his way back. So this is a perfect week for – this is my bye week. Every team in the NFL gets one. This is mine. And it could not have come at a better time, Owen. That's incredible. I'm glad for you. Getting hit with the COVID train, and I know a lot of managers are. We're going to get into it. Uh, for now, let me just start and go by position. Let's give a few tips out here, and maybe we can suggest a couple replacement-level players if you are hurt by the COVID bug, Abu. Uh, right. Must start quarterbacks of the week. There's about nine. There's about nine guys. You're going to start. Don't even think twice about it. This is the thing about the fantasy playoffs. Do not get cute. Start your soldiers win or lose with your guys. Don't be like, Oh, DK Metcalf's been struggling the past few weeks. I'm going to start a Monroe St. Brown. No, that's not, that's not the way to go. You want to live or die by DK because if you lose your playoff matchup and DK goes off for 20 and he's on the bench, you're going to, that taste is going to sit in your mouth. What if I'm starting season. both of them? That's not a great position, but. Uh, you know, I, I am in fact in my one league that I'm currently playing playoffs. I am starting DK and I'm on Ross St. Brown. Now it might be a little bit of a deeper leg. Uh, it is. It got, is a 16 team league that I've talked about is, many times. Okay. Yeah. Is it, uh, are those your best receivers? Or do you um, have another one well, I lost Hawkinson for the year. He was my, he was plugged in yikes. all year. Big yikes. Hopefully we can help you out. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. It's uh, right now I I'm it's, it's a deep league and you kind of got to scatter for people. And so I picked out Amon Ra, who actually did well for me last week. We'll see, though. We'll see. Continue on. My bad. Is I it, had to sidetrack because no, you mentioned no, both, both of those. That guys. was an incredible – I mean, it was a random pairing, a random example. I'm glad you have that problem. <laughs> um, but let me start with quarterbacks. Nine guys that you must start. Here they are. Kyler Murray, uh, the two guys that are playing currently – Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Josh Allen, look out. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. Even though Dak Prescott is struggling in the last few weeks, he's always a number one quarterback fantasy option. Uh, my ninth guy, Jerry. So I need to start Dak. I need to start Dak. Potentially. Uh, do you? I need the skinny on Jalen Hurts, Jeremy. Is he playing or not this week? Against the Washington football team. As our resident Eagles he's, insider. This this week, up until today, he's been splitting snaps with Gardner. Now, everything is a go. Nick Sirianni, everybody's been making comments about him playing. Um, if I was to bet, I would say there is a 60-40 chance that he is going to play this week. 60-40? confidence. Isn't the best confidence, but it's better than a 50-50 questionable tag, I suppose. I was going to roll it with 51-49, but I thought that was a little too uh It leans soft. one way. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go 75-25. I'll say I, I think Jalen's going to play. Um, 
it sounds like it's his ankle and it sounded like it was at least enough of a sprain that they wanted to sit him down for a little bit. I think they're kind of all in on hoping for the playoff run. So definitely I would, I would have bet. So this is an, this is a decision that I'm faced with this week. I have in the, in that matchup, I have a uh, Jalen hurts who has, who has been my ride or die all year. Uh, Hit with that questionable tag. And my backup is Tua Tangavaloa. Love it, Owen. I love it. Who I do like this week. In fact, he is one of my replacement levels. If you have the chance to pick him up and your quarterback is hurt, that is namely Lamar Jackson, who is a true question mark. Yeah, I I don't think he's practiced at all this week. It is leaning away, but he's one of those quarterbacks that is going to start. If he feels good Sunday morning, they'll start. I mean, they're going to need them. They're going to need them. It's going to be a shootout or potential shootout. And they've had a shootout. Uh, They've had close games with NFC North teams a couple times. They beat the Lions by two. And then did they lose? I think they beat the Vikings in overtime by like a field goal. I believe so. That sounds right. So you never know what happens here. But that's the one guy that a lot of people are probably looking to replace. Uh, My number ones to replace him would be Taysom Hill who always has a huge ceiling. If Even if he's not a great quarterback, he's a running back at the quarterback position. We'll probably end up with 100 yards and a touchdown running the ball. And then if he does anything in the passing game, that's just a bonus. So Taysom Hill is probably the number one replacement level if you can get him. Tua is the guy that I picked up because uh, Miami's got a COVID mess at running back right now. Miles Gaskin, another true question mark. Um, and they've been leaning on Tua in the passing game more and more anyway. Uh, his weapons, Jalen Waddle, will be nearly uncoverable against the Jets this week. So I like Tua as a wild card option at quarterback if you need it. Uh, and just love a little, I love that one. Just a little DFS bonus that I'll sprinkle in too. Like we got Davis Mills starting at Jacksonville this week. Look to him to get his first actual decent game at starting quarterback this year against the Jacksonville Jaguars, wow. and they're okay. notoriously soft uh, secondary. But that's DFS. We're talking yearly fantasy football right now. Uh, again, don't start Russell Wilson if you have the chance. Uh, he's he's a danger in fantasy as of late. This is a big-time road matchup at Los, Ange- Los Angeles Rams, and they've also been heavy, heavy leaning the, on running the ball whenever they get the chance, which is actually good for their offense. So – uh, I am staying away from Russell Wilson if I can. Running backs. Big time because a lot of lot of injury questions here. And uh, it looks like one of the bigger question marks of the week was Austin Eckler, but he looks to be in the game plan pretty well. Did I say he's that? Played a bit. He's played a little bit tonight so far. He's, he's kind of getting split up right now. It looks like Justin Jackson is getting just as much work. Uh, so, you know, if you start, I would have started him. If he, if I knew he was playing, I was, I would be starting him uh, for sure. So hopefully you did. Running back must start. Let me write them off. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb are going to be the top three running backs this week. That's just how it's going to be. You keep going. James Conner has a questionable tag on him. If he's playing, you start him. Do it. Alvin Kamara's game record. Aaron Jones is a great running back two option, even with a split backfield. Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Cordell Patterson, 
Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon, both of them at the same time, both great fantasy options. Start both of them, even if they're a split backfield. doesn't matter. Start them. Oh, and I got a question for you. Go for it. Miles Sanders and Elijah Michelle. Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, uh, has quest, he has a questionable tag at the current moment. You are going they to want do. to start Elijah Mitchell. Really? Because okay. he is the only trusted back that the 49ers have right now. If he is fully healthy, they will not be forced to play Debo at running back. Elijah Mitchell will carry the load, and Debo Samuel will be involved in the passing game. Book it. Uh, but – he and like I said, he can smash. He can smash the Falcons just single-handedly. Yeah, that is. I mean, true. that might that might be Cordero Patterson versus Elijah Mitchell, and those are the only two that score. We'll see how it goes. But if he's playing Elijah Mitchell, because that's what I'll be doing as well. I have James Conner and Elijah Mitchell on my playoff team right now, and they're both questionable. And if neither neither of them play, I have to play David Johnson and AJ Dillon. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to play one of them, I wouldn't mind too much, but both are very a lot farther down the list than James Conner and Elijah Mitchell, who are top twelve options. Both of them, if they play. Owen, our team sounds similar because I have James Conner and Elijah Mitchell also starting. I have Sanders on the bench. I'm trying to think. I have one more back on this team, but I have a similar conundrum. Um, I wasn't going with Sanders because he's questionable with an ankle injury as well, like Jalen. And then the Eagles, like you just said, have a lot more options in the backfield than the Niners. <laughs> yep. I mean, they just – the guy they played last week, they just picked up, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, no, I – if you got – so, yeah, I got Saquon, John Connor, Miles Sanders. Those are my backs. Who is the third one? John Connor, Saquon, Mitchell. And uh, Miles, Connor, and Mitchell are the two you want to start. Saquon really wouldn't be a good or a bad flex option, and then Miles Sanders if one of the others can't play in Connor and Mitchell. Does that help? I just don't trust Saquon ever. I don't know what it is, but this year has taught me not to trust that guy. He is getting yeah, the ball either. in bigger spots this year. I uh, now at this point in the year, but I just don't trust that he's questionable too. Every single one of my backs is questionable. That, uh, that I think that comes with the territory this time of year. They're all probably dealing with injuries, and I, I think most of them will probably play. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean they're they're going to want them to because again, like we said about how the the season might end up. Right now, basically every team is in the playoff hunt, fighting for seeding or to get into the playoff picture or they're playing a divisional game and those are always tough. So it's just, that's just the way the, the NFL is at the moment. Uh, just a couple guys to add Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott. You'll also want to start Zeke still a little banged up and he's not performing, but Tony Pollard probably not playing in this game. So Zeke will get the volume. I like Zeke uh, a couple lesser guys that you might need for replacement. Damian Harris. Uh, if he's healthy should get high volume. Um, because they're playing the Colts. Ramondre Stevenson had issues holding on to the ball early this year. Uh, I think that Bill's going to lean on Damian Harris for this game against Darius Leonard, who always seems to end up with a forced fumble, and DeForest Buckner right along with him. Uh, they're going to lean on Damian Harris 
this week if he is fully healthy. And again, whoever, you know, if you really want to go down the list, whoever starts for the Dolphins, because it's only going to be one guy that they have healthy. That's true. Malcolm whoever Brown, is, I, I see, has a shot to come back. He's he's suffering quad. It could be Sylvan Ahmed. could be Philip Lindsay. It could be Miles Gaskin. And it could be Duke Johnson. So if <laughs> pick pick whoever's starting because uh, they're probably the only guy playing much. A uh, couple other guys you probably don't want to play. And again, um, I'm probably staying away from Sanders, Jeremy, just based off of, well, Washington's been pretty sturdy against the run as of late, but Philadelphia might still. Washington's got half their defense out, if not more. So Philadelphia might still be able to succeed. But how many touches does Sanders get? even if just a little bit healthy with Howard Scott and Kenny Gainwell all fully healthy. So Howard is not fully healthy. Scott is Kenny Gainwell kind of getting back into it. But this is where I question playing Saquon over Sanders, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, Milo Ether, um, David Mayo, Kendall Fuller, Montez Sweat, are they, all, are they all out? They're all out. They're all fucking out. <laughs> Yikes. Washington's that COVID hurts. list Sounds is bad. long. They are 21 players out as of the last time I checked. Um, that defense is liable to get scorched. Um, and with Jalen be a little hampered, even if Gardner plays, that's where I sit here and I'm like, well, maybe I should play Miles Ankle or not because I you, you got to think he's going to pop one off. You know what I mean? You can argue that for Saquon. I'm not. I'm starting Saquon all day myself, but Mitchell and Connor's injury questions could make a Sanders a viable option if Sanders ends up being the healthy one. Moving on. Yeah, what wide else you got on? What are your top three wide receivers in the league right now? Rattle them off really quick. Seth. Top three in the league? Yes. Uh, Adams. Justin Jefferson. Cup and Jefferson, yeah. That's exactly correct. And that's exactly, you know, any any order you want to play them into. Cup, Adams, Jefferson, all guys you need to be starting. Moving on from that, Debo, Tyree Kill, I mean, based off, you know, he's he's playing already. You should have you should have started him just based off of that any play that he can make during the during the week. Uh that catch that he made around the guy's body was big. Debo Debo, whatever position he plays, he's gonna put up numbers and he's gonna get volume. So you're playing him. Stefan Diggs, almost more of a question mark this week because he is one-on-one with Stefan Gilmore this week against the Carolina Panthers. Good matchup. Good matchup for sure. It'll be an incredible matchup. And Gilmore's actually been locking people down since he's been healthy. It's just that he's playing on the Panthers and not the Packers. So boo-hoo to him. Razul Douglas. Who needs him? Man. We got Razul. Owen, question. Owen, Go. question for you. Go. Mike Evans or Dante Parker? Mike, Mike Evans, Evans or Parker. yeah, Mike Evans all day. Uh, you if you Parker's playing the Jets though. Y- yeah, but he's you know Jalen Waddle's the volume guy, of course. Jalen Waddle, um, he could still play, but he tested positive for COVID. He's on okay. the COVID list. I don't know if you saw that, so but yeah, he, he's on the COVID list as well. Give me, give so me, what Mike. Trying to tell me. <laughs> Again, and I've always—I could almost say more negatives about Mike Evans in this matchup because he's facing Marshawn Lattimore, who 
will undoubtedly shadow him just as he does every time the Saints play the Bucs. Um, Evans did score a touchdown on him earlier this year, and Marshawn Lattimore has, uh, on a plus side, he has been allowing – or he has one of the lower catch percentages on receiver he's, he's covering. It's about a 56%, and he's, he's making a play on ball, which is a pass, ble- pass breakup or interception uh, at a high rate. But he has had six touchdowns scored on him through the course of the year, which is actually pretty high for a number one corner. So in that sense, you can't take the Lattimore factor too much into consideration. Mike Evans has got all the talent in the world. Uh, but Godwin's he, been getting all the attention. Which might be a good thing for Evans. So we'll see what happens. I'm still – I mean, Devontae Parker is just not a consistent enough threat uh, to me to be able to start him over Mike Evans. I was going to say he's not on the field enough. Um, I got Evans lined up for it now. I'm just – there's just something about me when it comes to fantasy. When I see a team playing the Jets, I go, well, they're going to put up some points. You know, that's just yeah. where my head's always at. I hear you. I hear you. And you're not necessarily wrong. Uh, moving on from that, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Jamar Chase, Hunter Renfro, who has suddenly become a wide receiver one in fantasy football. Target. That's because he brings his lunch pail. He's a great guy in the locker room. Routes. Catches the ball, works really hard. First in, last out. Dad was a coach. <laughs> Sneaky athletic. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Keenan, Keenan Allen's playing. You should have been starting him. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Seth's guy. Mike Williams is playing right now. DeAndre Hopkins out for the season. You might as well dump him because he's not going to be doing anything for you for the rest of the way. It sucks because I have him on my playoff team. So I'm screwed there. But DJ Moore, if he plays, and Terry McLaurin, if he's cleared from COVID, which I think is still a question mark for Terry McLaurin. Uh, and then and then Jeremy's going to turn around and say, but yeah, he's on Darius Slay one-on-one all day. Lock the fuck up. <laughs> uh, other than that, some stronger starts. If you're trying to replace somebody, if you're figuring out who you want to play in your flex, Brandon Ayuk going against Atlanta. Uh He's been hot lately. Especially if Debo gets put in the backfield because Mitchell can't play. But even if he doesn't, even if he's the wide receiver two and the third option in the passing game, Brandon Ayuk's got a favorable matchup. He likes to move into the slot. Uh, Falcons have been getting torn up in the slot, actually, uh, throughout the year. So look for Ayuk and Debo to have big games. Chase Claypool, despite the drama, might be a little bit lifted up by Tomlin's comments, backing him up this this week. Uh, he looks to have a strong yardage day against a Tennessee secondary we talk a lot about, but they do give up yards. Uh, that's a good 75-yard bet for me, just a sub-100. Uh, Van Jefferson is a guy I like a lot. I think Odell's still looking to be out for the game on Sunday, if I have that COVID. correct still. COVID. Yeah, yeah I, think I believe, yep. Sounds right. I think he's still on the COVID list. So uh, Jefferson, I think he's been feeling locked in with Matt Stafford, especially when you compare him to Odell's first couple weeks with the Rams. Van Jefferson has just been a better option. He continues to score touchdowns. So give me Van Jefferson and a decent matchup. But all that is to say, Devontae Parker is also a great flex option. Uh, 
He'll play off Jalen Waddle well in a great matchup if Waddle plays part, but he still has even more upside if if uh, he's the number one option and Waddle is on the bench. So, what do you think about that, Seth? Or did you did you want me, Jeremy? Did you want me to also mention Devontae Smith's matchup uh, and continue to look to make Hertz find him more and more post bye week? Is that something we're hoping for? Absolutely. Him and uh, Goddard, big-time numbers, guys. Also, Christian Kirk's got a huge, huge favorable favorable matchup against Detroit. So, big play touchdown on multiple short touchdowns. Big game from Christian Kirk in relief of DeAndre Hopkins coming this week. Beautiful, Owen. You're welcome. And George Kittle is the number one tight end in fantasy and probably the only guy you can trust at the position. But other than that, you know. With everybody out, Waller's out, Hawkinson's out. Those are two of the top guys at the time. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey and, and Kittle, right? What else is there? Mark Andrews? And, you know, Gronk, Dawson Gronk. Knox, Pat Fryer, Moose, Moose. But George Kittle is the only one you can really rely on as a, as a top, yeah. top, top option. So Yeah, that is true. And if you need a defense – Here's my rankings. Okay. Cowboys against the Giants. Dolphins against the Jets. Cardinals against the Lions. You kind of get a trend here. They're playing the Giants, Jets, Dolphins. I still like the Browns against the Raiders. Give me the Bills versus the Panthers. Patriots versus the Colts. Give me the Bucks and give me the Packers defense without Lamar. If Lamar is not playing, look for the Packers defense to be a top five defense. You can see it. Beautiful. All right. Those are just the tips. Yeah. Yes. I love it. It's back. Reunion time. I had to load it up. I had to get all the info out there. Two weeks worth. Two weeks worth. All right. Just the tips. Now it is time for everybody's favorite, of course. The line is right. The line is correct this week, Seth, and you want to know why? Why? Because I'm going to beat your ass this week, and I'm going to take the lead. 16-0. You're going six and ten. That's what's going to happen. What um, recap uh, last week's real quick. I know you did earlier this week, but uh, why don't you throw? Do you have last week's again? Jeremy took the lead. Or uh, well, he took the lead for the week. He goes seven of fourteen. Seth and I both go six. Six okay. apiece. Okay. Jeremy takes one away, climbs up the spot a bit. Now we missed this game. Because it's currently going on. I think we're in the fourth quarter now. It is fourth quarter. Chargers just scored as well. Chargers up 21 to 13. This game was f- scored out as minus three for the Chiefs. I'll take the Chargers. What What would you have picked before this? I probably would have picked the Chiefs, probably. Damn right you would have. So, Jeremy, you, you I think I think I would have taken the Chargers. Okay. Chiefs don't have much of a running game. That's why I think I would have went that way. Because the only thing that cha- scares me about the Chargers is that run defense sucks. That is true. true. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, after injury, though, is starting to come up. He had a couple touchdowns. 
Don't don't play games with me. That five foot six motherfucker ain't doing nothing. Don't play games. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Throwing stones. Well, it's a game that doesn't matter to our record anyway. Because we have our freaking late. We have our first Saturday games, correct? First pair of Saturday games, and that's where we will start. We got one three o'clock and one Saturday night. Replacing the uh since there's no more college games, I believe the Army Navy bowl was last week so i think, I think so yes last, i think so last saturday yep. so start out this saturday we got the las vegas raiders traveling to the cleveland browns the brownies the browns favored by four points at home and these are the latest odds I'm not sure what Vegas is thinking of the quarterback situation. I'm kind of leaning towards them thinking that Baker is playing this game. What is it? Browns minus four. Browns minus four. Oh, sorry. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all right. Browns minus four. I thought you were teasing that. Um, Browns minus four. Woo. In. Seth, stop for a second. The Raiders don't even have a COVID list. That I can find. The Browns have 14 players on their head coach on it. All right. I know who I'm picking. <laughs> Easy enough for you. I'll take the Raiders in this one. This is uh this is is this in Las Vegas? Cleveland. Oh, all right. Still give me the Raiders. Uh, excuse me, I got an updated uh breaking news here. My fault. Uh, they did factor in. This was earlier in the in the week. I got the the late odds here. Let me favor that. Scratch the minus four to Cleveland. It is completely flipped. The Raiders are favored by three and a half points on the road because of the COVID situation happening. In let uh, me just name off these Cleveland. guys because I think it's it's either nine or ten starters: Baker, Case Keenum, John Johnson, Troy Hill. Uh, Austin Hooper, Jarvis, Tack McKinley, Wyatt Teller, Jerick, uh, Jerick Willis, Ronnie. Yeah, there's a ton of starters. I'm going to go Raiders for sure. The Raiders. Just, you think the Raiders yeah. win by four? Or yes. 100%. Yeah. If, if this is what Cleveland looks like. So timeout. Should we throw in some sort of clause here that if Baker ends up playing? Nope. We've done this nope. before. Right. We're injury questions. It's like back and forth. I don't think so. I the think stuff just makes to it so me, funny is the thing. And because I think it should be fair that if it's in the group chat and it's before game time, you are allowed to change your pick. Ridiculous, Owen. I'm throwing a red flag Owen. on this one. He's Owen. just like the NFL, changing the rules whenever he wants, changing protocols, whatever, Owen. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, Lock it in. Set timeout dollar fucking business we're just three cronies getting together and talking football okay oh and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna second yours i agree with that in the group chat because if baker plays i probably change my pick but i'll stick with the raiders now give me the brownies i'll take the w to win or keep it within a field goal that is my pick uh i think i'm rooting for baker to make it into this game and i'm looking for Give me give me that quick list again. The key list. The key the key players. Yeah, the quick list, right? Stefanski, Baker, Keenum, John Johnson, 
Uh, Austin Hooper, Jarvis, Tack McKinley, Wyatt Taylor, Jerick uh, Willis. So they still have Chubb. They still have, uh, you said Hooper, but they still have Njoku, who has kind of been taking more playing time. Did, as, he, I think Njoku is coming week, back, right? Isn't Njoku is coming back, my good man. Uh, so I don't care about Hooper. He hasn't been much anyway. Kevin Stefanski, I think they won a game without him when he had COVID last year. Isn't that, isn't that what happened? I think Stefanski was that the guy. Right. I think so. So. I think he was a dude that was a guy. I think that's true. At one point in time, give me the Brownies because the Raiders just haven't been playing uh, well enough for me to put a lot of faith in them anyway. So you guys on Vegas, me on the Brownies. Put it, put Vegas always wins, Jamie. Vegas always wins. Put in, That's not true at all. That's nothing about that is true, Seth. Owen, put an asterisk next to mine because I might be changing that. That's fair. Uh, and here's the stipulation. This is what happens. If you want to change your pick before kickoff, we will be taking the updated line. So if you want Baker, if Baker is confirmed playing, that line will change. And then you'll be taking, and if you want to take the Brownies, you'll probably be taking the Browns like minus two or something. And that I'll let you know right. what the line is, but we'll confirm it and we'll record it properly. Just based off. I of just the want to throw the COVID. Seth, I just want to throw one more thing out there. Vegas is a minus 91 point differential since week eight. Worst in the NFL. About time to get back on track against the COVID Browns. Wow. (laughs) Wow. COVID Cleveland kind of sounds right. Saturday night game. Big time, prime time in Indianapolis. The Patriots travel to the Colts. Huge game for both teams, not only for the rivalry, rivalry. Both teams are coming off a of bye week. Again, want to mention this. This is again, this is our first 16 game slate since like week four. We've had bye weeks nonstop up until this point, which is kind of crazy to think, you know, week 14 bye is just way too late to be having a bye. Very. Sorry. Sorry, Eagles. Or did you like it? Did you like a week 14 bye? I did leading up into the last four games because it's all rivalry games. So now we got this game. We got the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, No real device, this decisive advantage based off of the bias since they're both coming off one Um, Patriots dominant in their last game against the bills in the wind with their run game. The Colts, however, handle the run very well. What do you guys say about the Colts favored by two, two and a half points at home? Give me the Pats. 100%. All on the Pats. I I think the Pats take this. I do. I mean, they're going to rely on Taylor, but I I think the Pats, I think they cover two. Yeah. Give me the Pats. I mean, it's almost a pick and game within a field goal. Um, Yeah. yeah, Pats for sure. Pats for sure. Jeremy doesn't like it. Tom Brady's not on the Patriots anymore, so he don't care. Jeremy has experience with Carl Magic, Seth, and he's going to tell you why Carl Magic is going to outclass Bill Belichick. He never takes Carson. He's got a look on Bill his Belichick, face. Bill Belichick is known for doing one thing, and that is taking out your best and most important player. That is Jonathan Taylor. They are going to stack the ball, stack the stack the line, and take him out of the game, and force it into being Carson Wentz having to beat them. 
And if there's one thing Carson Wentz does not do since the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, is show up in a big game. Um, give me the pass here. No, I really thought you were going to be the one to do it. So I'll be the one to do it. Give me the Colts minus two and a half here. Owen's just going opposite all night. And I'll tell you why so it's does. because of the opposite side of the field. I'm talking about Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke, DeForest Buckner. I'm talking about the Colts stopping the run, and they've told you as much. I think they got a great DC over there. I think Darius Leonard makes some huge plays. And I think they force McCorkle Jones to be a primetime quarterback, which I do not think he's ready to be just yet. Give me the Colts with a big win at home, not by a ton, but a win nonetheless. That's all right, Owen. Fair enough. You're going crazy tonight. I see what's going on. You're desperate. You're backed into a corner. You're looking for some wins. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, so crazy of me to pick a very good football team to beat another very good football team. I'm so sorry to you, Seth. God damn it. Unreal. Now, one prime da- primetime game to a neck to the next. Excuse me. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, in is a that very a loss for words tonight? Dallas Cowboys. The Cowbitch is in a very close line again at the New York Giants. Minus 10 and a half. It actually wasn't a very close line at all. Dallas favored by 10 and a half points on the road at the Giants. The Giants are a mess. Cowboys are coming off a big win. 10 and a half points is a lot of points, though. Jeremy, your thoughts on your own cow bitches? They're not mine. They're not mine. Take that back. <laughs> what are you taking, Jeremy? Um, Danny Dimes is not playing this game, right? All... I don't think so. All Mike Glennon in this game. I fully expect Dak to play like shit. You said it's 10 points? 10 and a half. Give me the Giants cover. Wow. <laughs> the Giants? Jeez. Some questionable decisions. To play, to hey, they're going to have to play ball control and just load it up with Saquon and Booker and just try to hold on to the ball as much as possible. And if they don't, you know, I shouldn't bet on that because Joe Judge is the worst coach in the NFL. You have said he's that not the first one to get. He's not the first one to get fired this year, which is a goddamn disgrace. But it's good because he's in division and he sucks and he's terrible and fuck the Giants. But fuck the Cowboys more because the Giants will cover this. <clears throat> All right. The last time these two teams played, it's October 10th of this year. This is the second meeting, and the Cowboys won 44 to 20. 24 point swing right there. Dak Prescott and Zeke went off. Mike Lennon was also starting this game, and he played terrible. So you know what? Let's give a repeat performance for this one. Give me the Cowboys all the way. By 20, huh? Yeah, give it to them. 20. 20 plus. Maybe not 20 for me. Maybe around uh, 14, 17. That feels right for me. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you here, Seth. Give me Dallas. Give me Dallas big. Give me Dallas ugly. Dak and Zeke, get right game. Uh, they're talking all about the slump. You know, Jerry Jones came out and talked about the slump. Uh, he kind of denied Dak's uh, – he, he backed Dak. That's what I'll say. And he was optimistic about the offense. I am as well. Cowboys 30 to 10 or something like that. You know what? Time out. 
You guys might have changed my mind on this. I'm oh, looking boy. back on. Well, just hear me out for a second. This week, the Giants put up 21. The week before that, they put up 9, 13, 10, 16, 17, 3, or 25, 11. They don't put up points. <laughs> um, and here I was expecting Glennon to do a little bit more, but his, he hasn't even eclipsed 200 yards this year. And like I said earlier, I don't trust Bar- Barkley's health. I am going to take the Cowboys. I don't think it'll be 20, like you said, Seth, but I think it'll be like a 13-point game. I'll go Cow. I'll go fuck them Cowboys, man. You know what that means, Seth. In a late switcheroo, we have our first juice is loose. Yeah, I'm over them Cowboys. You're going to have to figure out a, a rhyme with parole because uh, that's what the juice is off. No, you can't. We'll, be, we'll, work, we'll come back to that one. Workshop we'll work it. On it. Sounds good. <laughs> We're all over Dallas on this one, uh, even with the hefty line. Next game, we got Battle of the Titans and not the Tennessee ones. I'm talking their division rivals, two of actually the worst teams in the NFL, probably the two worst teams, Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored by five points at home. This is the absolute dog game of the week. Uh, you know, big changes coming in the offseason for both of these teams. Who knows where any of the players' heads are at, if they're just trying to get through the season or if they're trying to make a statement of some kind. You're going to see two rookie passers match up in Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence really needs a good game, and especially if he makes a statement after Urban Meyer getting fired, then everything before this week will be wiped off the map. Nobody will give a shit about his struggles before. That being said, Seth, Jack, uh, the Jaguars fared by five points at home. Five points at home. Woo. Okay. That's wow. That's a lot to me. These are the two lowest, lowest scoring teams in the NFL. Houston at 32nd, 13.6 points per game. Jacksonville 31st, 13.8 points. So, this will probably a be a low-scoring game. Give me the Texans. Give me the Texans to cover that. I just don't think Jags beat them by five, five and a half. What was it? Five. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see do you, it. With, do, you, do you think the Texans pull it out, or you just think they keep it close? They keep it close. Got it. Yeah. What was I, the line here again, Owen? <clears throat> five points. Jaguars at home, favored by five. Five at home for the Jaguars. That is a bold number. Um, I will throw out there, since I am apparently the guy covering COVID here, um, Houston has seven players out. At least three of them are starters. Uh, Camus out, Christian Kirksley's out, and Terrence Brooks is out. Those guys are all starters. Um Five is too much. These teams suck. And I assume it'll be like a two or three point game. Um, and you guys kind of hinted at it. It's going to be interesting watching Jacksonville when they lose their coach because they're either going to blow it up and put up like 40 points or they're just going to come up sluggish. And um, with how shitty they are, I expect them to come up sluggish. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go Houston here. Seth, you know what that means. 
That juice is loose. Not that I love uh, all agreeing on the Houston Texans. But yeah, scary. But Those are the kiss of death. Again, you guys, you guys hammered it home. It's going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion. Uh, not I see the thing. I'm rooting for a big performance by Trevor Lawrence. I would love that. I would love to see him come out, make a statement. This is the game to do it on. Uh, really make some waves. Uh, but give me the Texans to keep it close. Big old Davy Mills. I told you know I mentioned his name as a DFS bargain. He'll be one of the cheapest quarterbacks out there on a DFS lineup, giving you extra money to put towards guys like Devontae Adams or Cooper Cup or Dalvin Cook. Give me the Texans. Next game, Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. A classic matchup here. I'd love this one because I've went back and forth on it ever since I've seen the line. But let me set it up for you. Titans. Firm grip on the, on the AFC South. If the Colts get a big win, they're still going to be a game behind uh, the Titans, even if the Titans lose. S- the Steelers, fourth place in the division, are still in the playoff hunt, and they're fighting for their lives. Coming off a big game with a lot of question marks against the Vikings, Claypool getting trashed all week. Tomlin had to come up and speak for him. Does the Tomlin factor give that motivational push for the end of the year for the Steelers? Steelers at home are underdogs. Titans are favored by two points on the road. Two points. Titans Um, minus two. Tennessee's over. Pittsburgh's got one player on the list. Tennessee's got two. Um, Neither are really players that are going to impact the game. Um, you said Titans are favored by two? Correct. So it's damn near a pick them. Well, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I just can't see them shaking out two ugly-ass outputs like that in a row. And uh, Tennessee's yet to really prove like that they're a team outside of Derrick Henry. So, yeah, give me Pittsburgh. I will concur, Jeremy. Uh, this is Pittsburgh's really last shot at the playoffs. They lose this. They're most likely out. I mean, they're already outside looking in. So it's kind of fight or die here for the Steelers. And like you just said, who are the Tennessee Titans? They'll fi- we'll find out this weekend against the Steelers, who are a legitimate team, not playing the Jags or, you know, any team like that. So, yeah, give me the Steelers, though. Pretty much a pick them. I'll take the Steelers. Uh, one of my question marks for this one, uh, I think we had it wrong going in. I think we had AJ Brown slated to be able to come back this week at the earliest. That was wrong because they had a bye week in between that didn't count towards his weeks on the injured. Uh, he can come back next week, correct? Week 16 at the earliest for AJ Brown, but it looks like he's going to be doing that. But this week, give me the Steelers, Seth. Oh, look at that. Two in a row. You know what that means? What does it mean? The Jew is low. That's actually parole, right? <laughs> That's three in a row. We're just That's... gonna continue with what we're doing here. Yeah. I don't know what you guys <laughs> are talking about. Um, yeah, I really do believe in the motivational stuff, especially when it comes to Tomlin. Uh, I think it's a good rally 
rallying cry of sorts, get Cam Hayward back up into the leadership spot. I think Steelers play good defense and uh, find a way to make Najee the focal point and do just enough. Steelers stay in the hunt. Next game. Divisional matchup. New York Jets travel to the Tua Tonga-Vailoa-led Miami Dolphins. Still questions about Jalen Waddle uh, on the COVID list and huge questions in the backfield, like we mentioned in just the tips. There's could be five different guys starting at running back this week for the Dolphins. So Dolphins, like the Eagles. Com- Dolphins coming off a bye. We mentioned the COVID mm. issues. Jets are just struggling to win games right now. That being said, Miami is favored by nine and a half points at home against the Jets. Steph, I go first. Yep. Um, Dolphins have five players on the COVID list. Waddle, uh, JV and Holland, full starters. Phil Lindsay, Gaskin, and Ahmed, like Owen said, so they don't have a running back. Um, New York has – the main one is Elijah Moore. He's out, which was like their whole offense these last few weeks. Yeah, that, that said, hurts my fantasy you, team. Same. He's on the bench now for me. Uh, you said it's nine and a half for Miami at home? Nine and a half. I'm going to go all of that nine and a half Miami at home. I'm going to take that. Um, the Jets suck. Um, Seth, I'm going to help you out here. The Jets have allowed the most points per game this year at 30 and a half. Um, the Dolphins are going to put up 30-plus points, and the Jets are probably going to put up less than 20. So, yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins here. Jeremy, I'm going to go Dolphins as well. I'm a little worried about the Dolphins' offense uh, without Jalen Waddle because that's Tua's guy. I mean, he, he just gets peppered every week, week in and week out. And without Waddle to go to, I mean, he's going to have to learn – he's almost going to have to Parker. learn a new offense. I mean, yes, yes, he'll have Parker and he'll have Gusecki and guys like that still out there, but he doesn't go at them like he does Waddle. I'm going to take the Dolphins just because I don't think the Jets are going to put up any points against this resurgent Dolphins defense. I don't think it's going to be too high scoring, uh, but 10 points, yeah, we can do it. Is, uh, is the Dolphins quarterback still left-handed? 100%. Yeah, I fully expect you to take him then. What Owen. did what do the signs say in this game? And I just want to confirm, Seth, you also picked Dolphins. A and little bit more and, hesitant than Jeremy, but I am taking the Dolphins still. At nine and a half points, the signs tell me that the Jets are one and seven straight up in their last eight games against Miami. The over has hit in seven of the last 10 games for the Jets, usually because they're getting blown out. Miami is 5-0 against the spread in their last five. And the total for Miami has hit the under in their last seven games against the Jets. So we're kind of got some conflicting info in some ways. And I, and I worry that the line was boosted too much in this game. I don't see enough from the Dolphins to really solidify a blowout. 
So this line feels just about perfect in stumping me. I am going to lean the Dolphins. I like Tua. I like Waddle. If he plays, they got those COVID issues. That really worries me. And I don't know, maybe the Jets bring out the big guns and start Mike White and have, have a good old magical game like weeks past. Magic Mike. But give me the Miami Dolphins. Fair enough. All right. You know that, that means, means was that three in a row? Four. Four in a row. Jeez, we're getting crazy. The juice is loose. You're making fun of me for my differences of your opinion. But here we are all agreeing. How fun is this, Seth? We need some something to get shaken up here. Well, then shake us up, Owen. Well, this might be all the one. Night long. Actually, this might not be the one, but it might be when I tell you the line. We'll see. Washington football team travels to Philadelphia. Jeremy has long <clears throat> has his long list of Washington players out with COVID. And now not all of them are out. Some of them have question marks, namely uh, Taylor Heineke, I believe. Is that correct? This is injury. I don't think it's COVID because he's that not actually right. on the list. I believe Kyle Allen, the backup, is the one that is out with COVID. And they have Correct. like three backups that they signed that are like former XFL guys, right along with Taylor Heineke. You know what? They even signed, I can't remember his name. He was the starter with the St. Louis Battlehawks. And Taylor Heineke was his backup in the XFL. Completely role reversed here with Washington. We'll see if Heineke gets to play. Uh, regardless, this is a big game for both teams if they want a real chance to make the playoffs. We mentioned Taylor, Taylor Heineke could be out. Uh, Jalen Hurts has some questions, but he is trending more towards playing than Heineke is. Jeremy, Philadelphia is favored by nine and a half points at home against the Washington football team. How do you feel? I feel like I'm going to take that one. <clears throat> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for doing that. Do you want to know why I'm going to take that line on? I do want to know why. Let me just list off some names. Please. Jonathan Allen, Kyle Allen, Ignitis, Milo Eifer, Eric Forrest, Cornelius Lucas, Sam Reyes, Cam Sims, David Mayo, William Bradley King, Tameric Hemingway, Kendall Fuller, Tim Settle, don't know that first name, Hudson, James Smith, Williams, Montez, Sweat, Casey Tuhill, Cameron Curl, Keith Ishmael, and Tyler Larson. The Washington football team is literally down to their fifth string center, who doubles out of the model just to make his bills and used to play for the Eagles. Um, here's the deal. This game should have been postponed. And honestly, I hope the Eagles crush that line just to kind of slap the NFL in the face of like this game should have been postponed. Um, as much as I don't like Washington, you don't want to play a team like this because they're just, they're, they're outmanned. It's not fair. Um, I mean, you flip to the Eagles, we've got Quez Watkins and Jason Huntley out and Quez. I mean, Quez is the one that matters. Jason Huntley's a practice squad guy, but um, no, I just, if the Eagles do win by 10 plus points, it's not going to like feel good. You know, it's like, Hey, we beat up an underman team. That's without their three, star literally uh, defensive tackle tears his ACL. Now you're without 
your other three starting defensive linemen or defensive end. Now you're without your other starting three defensive linemen. Who knows who's going to be playing quarterback? Like you just said, now, um, what's his nuts is not on the COVID list. Um, literally could change by the day with the way it's looking over in Washington. But um, yeah, they're just like I said, down to their fifth string center. You know, it's it's going to be rough. I expect the Eagles to run the ball all up and down the field this week because who's going to stop the run for Washington? Um, but yeah, I'm going to take. You said nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm going to take that just for the simple reason, like I just said, it's a totally outmatched team right now. It's not. And honestly, yes, Eagles fans, super biased. I hope they blow them out. But it's more on the NFL of like, why wasn't this game postponed? You know? So I'll take the Eagles for sure. I 100% agree. This is kind of a crappy game to pick. We have a couple more of these to do. Um. I fully expect the Eagles to dominate this game. So you kind of hope, is this their first meeting? Second meeting? Uh, first. They got All right. more coming up. So the, you know what? Maybe we'll get in a legitimate rematch in a couple weeks then, of course. So uh, I hope so. I'll take the Eagles in this one. The Eagles. Uh, sorry, I was getting distracted. I just realized like how down to the wire this – Chargers Chiefs game. It is, yes. It's just coming came down. up. 39 seconds left, tied at 28. I'm gonna have to keep an eye on just to, so we don't miss any magic here. Eagles, though. God, it sucks. Uh the COVID list is so undeniable that it's hard to to feel good about picking Washington here. Um there's nothing that points their way except for the fact that it still could be Heineke and uh mclaurin and gibson yeah still all playing uh which could give the offense life which could also keep the points closer uh than you think but that defense um as long as that's that's the other thing too is if you know it really this is going to be one that i expect that i probably change on game day so look out for for some text messages here on on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning. Give me the Eagles for now. We know what that means. What does it mean? The juice is loose. Five. In a I row? assume Washington will. That is five in a row. I assume Washington's going to really come back in Week Seventeen because we go Washington Giants, Washington Dallas. Um, this is at home. The week 17 game is at Washington. But no, I mean, it's just, I, I don't like seeing it like this, you know? No, not at all. At least they get a rematch. Like I said, hopefully it's a healthy rematch, too. Yeah, it's just hard to see it like this when they're both jockeying for a playoff spot and it's that bad one way, you know? Yep. You- Owen, Owen, can I, can I have a request on a game quick? Please do. Can we just get the Arizona-Detroit game out of the way? You know what? That just happens to be next on my list as we watch Patrick Patrick Mahomes get the ball back with 17 seconds left for a nice little – they got three timeouts too. They could get in field goal range. You never know. Regardless, we talk now about the Cardinals at the Detroit Lions. Seth eager to get this one out of the way or just share his opinions in general. Arizona traveling to Detroit. Cardinals playing on a short week. Must head on the road, not 
ideal for a team with some other struggles, some injury questions, you know, Edmonds and Connor are both questionable. Hopkins is out. Nonetheless, Cardinals are still favored by 12 and a half points on the road at Detroit. Seth, give it to me. Uh, well, obviously I'm going to take the Cardinals here. Even without Hopkins, I would expect Connor to play, Edmonds to play. They'll they'll share the load in the backfield. I think I think Kyler rushes for over 100 in this game. He might Ooh. not even throw for 200, but I would I guess he I'm going to guess he leads the team in rushing. He's going to put up 100 on the ground. He almost did that last week against the Rams. Uh and threw for over 300 as well. So give me the Cardinals. Lions I mean, they got the one W. They got their Super Bowl. They did it. But they got embarrassed by the Broncos last week. It'll happen again against the Cardinals. Okay. You know what was what? the line again on? Full pick. <clears throat> Cardinals by 12 and a half. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, Rodney Hudson's out on the COVID list. And then for Detroit, it's Jalen Elliott. 12 and a half is so many points. Is Arizona at home? <laughs> no, it's at Detroit. But Arizona, Damn. Arizona has been outstanding on the road. Listen, seven and zero, seven and zero on the road. All three losses are at home. He's thinking about it. That's why they Owen, lost to the Rams, so they don't have home field advantage. Owen, um, talk me into the Cardinals. Here's a couple betting trends for you to keep in mind. Arizona, 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11. Uh, well, and then on the other side, Detroit is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games against NFC West opponents. Totals has hit the over in four of Arizona's last five games, which points towards blowout. Total has hit the over in each of Detroit's last six home games against Arizona, which means Arizona's got – Detroit's number. So, in that sense, Arizona doesn't really have a tough time covering what Vegas expects of them. Uh, but as much as as much as Detroit lost last week, still year year long they've been pretty solid against the spread just because of low expectations. So this might be a tricky. Tricky line, you know, Vegas might be trying to tip you towards the Cardinals and they're taking as many points as they can away from betters uh, just to try to try to break even on this one. Uh, lines are a good sneaky home dog. That's the other thing. Home underdogs always fare well, especially with these bigger, these bigger lines. So uh, I don't know. I gave you information on both sides. Jeremy, this should not be that being, hard. I could see this being a touchdown game, though. Like, I really could see that for some reason. I'm going to take what seems to be the smarter pick and go Cardinals. This is another one I might change my mind on pregame. Are we just allowed to change whenever we want? No, Owen, what's the point? Why are we even doing this right now? It's, it's like so a fantasy. It no. was won by two-thirds vote. It's like a fantasy lineup. You have until game time to lock. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All Facts right. change, Ridiculous. homie. Facts change. Fine. 
I'm the only one with with gumbo here. With gumption. Gumption. Maybe some gumbo too. <laughs> that being said, give me You see? It's under it's under two touchdowns. I'm gonna take Arizona. Give me Arizona by a couple scores. They can do that. They can do they can do a couple score game and still have Detroit be like respectable, you know. It could be a 30 to 14 type of game. Tyler in this game feels like he's worth seven. You know what I mean? Six or seven. He feels like he's worth that in this game. The passing game, I actually I almost lean more towards the passing game just because Detroit's corners aren't aren't starter level in the NFL. Uh, secondary in in general is just That's slow. Sure. Uh, Detroit always has a tough time getting to the quarterback, which will make you know Kyler almost untouchable in comparison to last week when he's absolutely getting destroyed by Aaron Donald, which you know the Lions just do not have. So yeah, give me the give me the Cardinals to not have their weaknesses shown in this game. So is that six in a row now? Quite literally six in a row. The juice is loose. Unless Jeremy has different plans. He might. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> he's so he's so sad about it too, and I understand it. Next it feels game, dirty. It feels dirty. I'm trying to find some good uh, some betting trends on this next game. I'll try to replace them when I find them. I'm about there. Next game, Carolina Panthers at the Buffalo Bills. I mentioned it before. We got the Stefan versus Stefan matchup. Stephon Bowl doesn't get thrown at since he's been in Carolina. He does have a pick off of like what eleven pass attempts to his to his covered receiver uh, since he's been healthy. This game, a couple trends to keep in mind. Carolina two and eight straight up in their last ten. Buffalo is 4-2 and 1 against the spread in their last 7 against Carolina. Carolina is 10 and 3 against the spread in their last 13 road games. And the total has hit the over in 4 of Buffalo's last 6 games played on a Sunday. You like those specific Owen, stats? I just want to say something real quick. Yes. Give me Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo by ten and a half. Get back home after losing at Tampa last week. You like you like to continue how they they finished that comeback? Well, almost finished. Give me Give Buffalo, Buffalo as well. I, I, I was going to say I don't care about the points. <laughs> Give me Buffalo here. Absolutely on, on the COVID list. The Bills need it. it. Yeah, Bills need it uh, to stay in that playoff race to stay in it. Give me the Bills. Panthers are fighting for nothing. Bills have it all. I think, you know, I think Carolina has a pretty good defense. They got some good pieces. Uh, they run pretty solid. But that offense is so limited. Um, I just don't see them keeping pace with Buffalo here. The way, you know, Allen's finally starting to thrive in some ways. Uh Look, you know, it's at Buffalo. I'm looking at them getting back on track and being pretty dominant in this game. Give me the Bills. 
you're probably going to watch Josh Allen show Cam Newton how he should have ended up in the NFL. And he's probably going to have more yards rushing than all of Carolina combined. Because what are you going to have, 20-plus carries out of Cam and Chuba Hubbard? Like, probably. That's a disaster. And it's as much as, like you just said, Gilmore might kind of equalize um, whatever the hell his name is, you still got Beasley and everybody. Like, Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those games where it's like the number one guy, Diggs, doesn't pop off, but the rest of these guys are going to like chip in for like 200 plus yards, you know? Next. Oh, did you say it, Seth? Oh, my bad. Seven in a row. I just become customary almost at this point. The juice is boot on Next. Buffalo. Oh, yeah. On Buffalo. Nobody juices the loose like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been loose. <laughs> We've been waiting for Buffalo to kind of kind of come out and be themselves, and they've showed spurts, and we're going to keep picking them until they figure it out. I think that's just what's going to happen. So we next just need game, them to loosen their juice. <laughs> next game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals mm. traveling to maybe the most lopsided home field advantage there is in football at the Denver Broncos in their Broncos. running back tandem. This game, Bengals have lost two in a row, and Denver's won two of three. Denver is favored by two and a half points at home against the Bengals. Uh, a couple stats. Where I'm going. Cincinnati, four and one against the spread in their last five road games. Total has hit the over in five of Cincinnati's last seven. Denver is 10 and one straight up in its last 11 home games against Cincinnati. They have Cincinnati's number at home, obviously total is at the under and five of Denver's last seven home games. Again, Denver minus two and a half at home against Cincy Germany. They're minus two. They're minus two and a half. Denver is minus two and a half. Oh damn. I thought you said they were plus two and a half. Um, Chiefs just won the game, by the way. She's just walked it off. Travis Kelsey. Continue on. Since he's got three guys on the COVID list, Clay Johnson, Shadobe Awuze, and Riley Reef. Denver's got nobody. Um, I'm taking Denver. I, like, fully expect Justin Simmons and Sertan both to get a pick here. One of them probably go for a touchdown. Um, I think uh, think Denver takes this, for sure. I think they win it outright. They're going to control the clock and get turnovers. That's Denver's. That's their mantra. Right. Again, Denver favored by two and a half. Did you you, you saw that? Right? Did you say favored? Okay, I swear you've said this different every single time now. No, minus two, by two and a half. Minus two and a half means favored. Yes. Oh my bad. Well, regardless, I don't give a shit. I'm taking Denver. <laughs> Got it. That I just I... want to add this. Time out. I just want to say this real quick. Travis Kelsey scored 41 freaking points. I don't want to talk about it, Jeremy. I don't want to talk about it, okay? He's back, baby. I, I I have a lead of 41 to nothing on Salty's Nuts. That happens to be uh, old Salty Dalty. And he, you have Travis Shut Kelsey, up. who scored 41 points on his team, on Salty's team. On Salty's Chargers. I love me some Herbert, but Dalton, if you're out there listening to this, you suck. Ooh. I hope he's listening. 
Anyways, Seth, I want you to put an echo effect on me saying you suck to him. Okay. You suck. You suck. Okay. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm taking the Broncos as well. Let's hammer through the rest of these games. I'm taking the Broncos as well. It's at home. They're going to shut down the Bengals. This is a strength on strength. Broncos have second best defense in the league. Bengals have a top 10. Joe Burrow has struggled at times, uh, still being a rookie almost. Um, yeah. Give me the Broncos. They play Bronco ball. They win this game. You guys both on the Broncos. I, Seth, go ahead and shut your mouth because I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals. This, to me, feels like a playoff game. This feels like a classic wild card matchup here. Uh, give me the Bengals. Just Joe Burrow slightly getting the best of the Denver defense. That's what I'm looking towards here. Jamar Chase catches yet another touchdown. Bengals by a score. Finally. We disagree. How do you feel about that? It's it kind good. of refreshing almost. <laughs> almost. Next game. Falcons. 49ers. Shanahan visits. Well, he doesn't visit. His old team visits him. Long trip for the Falcons traveling to San Francisco. I'm trying to find some stats here. Just a second. Um uh, Falcons playing consecutive road games, never a good sign. Uh, a couple stats Atlanta six and three straight up in its last nine against San Francisco. San Francisco four and one against the spread in their last five. Seth, San Francisco is favored by nine whole points against the Falcons this week. What do you got, Jeremy? Do you want to Seth- update me on the COVID list? I was just going to do that. San Fran doesn't have one. Um, Atlanta has three guys, Quentin Bell, Cor- uh, Cor- Cornell Armstrong, and Emmanuel Ellerby. Um, so, yeah. yeah Give not, me the Niners. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Give me the Niners. Ooh. I think they – honestly, I could see them walking all over the Falcons. Big, big, big points by the Niners. They're they're a game uh, they're a game off of each other, but I think the 49ers are leaps and bounds better than than the Falcons are. Give me the Niners. Jeremy, do you concur? What was the spread again? It's actually nine and a half. Sorry, Seth. I didn't mean to do you dirty. Latest odds are nine and a half favored for San Francisco. Jesus Christ. Um Jesus Christ. It seems like a lot of points. Um, I'm going to take the Niners here just because uh, the Falcons really only have one player to hang their hat on, and he's not consistently the guy to show up and just win games for him. So, yeah. And if, if Elijah Mitchell's supposed to play, that's going to help him with their ball control offense. you got Debo just doing Debo things. Ayuk's uh, kind of playing out. Kittle's playing out. Yeah, give me the, give me the Niners here. San Fran, home for the first time in three weeks and playing much better football than their first half of the season. Uh, I think that stays this way here. 49ers take this one by a couple scores. Seth. That juice is loose once again. Next game, divisional matchup. Seahawks visit the Los Angeles Rams. 
Los Angeles Rams playing on a short week after an impressive road victory and Seattle playing a second straight road game after beating the Texans last week with some life for once. Uh, some trends. Seattle is one in four straight up in their last five against the Rams. And the Rams are two and five against the spread in their last seven games this season. A bit disappointing if you're talking Rams, but we're talking about the Rams playing the Seahawks. Completely different story. Jeremy, why don't you go, just go ahead and update the COVID list then if we're might as well, since it's such a big week for it. Rams Seahawks. Um, so Seattle. Alex Collins and Tyler Lockett. So two major contributors. Now let's go over to LA where things get a little bit more interesting. You have 13 players, Jalen Rams, uh, Ramsey, Rob Havenstein, Dante Dion, Odell, Tyrell, Burgess, Bryce Hopkins, Juju Hughes, AJ Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Jordan Fuller, Daryl Henderson, Justin Hollins, and Johnny Munden. So I think someone else got added to this list, if I remember right. Oh, Von Miller got added too. Odell, Jalen, Daryl Henderson, Henderson, and Von Miller, probably the key players from that list. The key ones. Um, I, but Tyler, so Tyler Lockett wouldn't have been matched up on Jalen. Probably it'd have been DK, anyways. Um, and Jalen doesn't really. Jalen plays a side of the field, right? He does, or does he? He. It he depends shadows. on the matchup. He do, he does shadow, but it depends on the matchup. In a game like this, he probably would have shadowed DK. Mm. Regardless, Honestly, though, the line on this. The line started. It? Line started this week at minus seven for the Rams after the COVID news started to trickle down. That line has reduced, but Rams still favored by four and a half at home against the Seahawks. Rams are favored by four and a half. Man. I think um, – I really think the Rams will win this. I just don't know how competent I am about that many points. Um, I'm going to take it. Shoot. I think um, Stafford's worth that many points. They got plenty of other guys. You got you still got Cooper Cup and all those guys on offense. Um, and, I mean, Seattle just kind of sucks right now. Um, I'll take – I'll take the Rams four and a half. That. Give me the Rams as well. Even with all those big people out, I, I just think they're they're riding high from last week. Give me the Rams, hundred percent. Hundred percent, he says. Well, I think the Rams are due for a big letdown. Russell Wilson, all of a sudden, finally playing well uh, after his fin- finger injury slowed him down. Uh, I think the Rams still probably win it if this is if the line. Was under three. I'm picking the Rams, but it's up a little inflated for my taste. I like Seattle to keep it close. Give me Seattle with the points. Fair enough. Next game Packers, Ravens. One I expect might have one of us texting the old group chat when we find out what the hell is happening with Lamar Jackson. That is that is the big one here. I would say that's the big one. It's a big concern, big question mark. Uh, but is Tyler Huntley that much of a downgrade that keeps him out of a big game 
the way he has been playing in relief. Uh, Green Bay traveling to Baltimore. Green Bay is 11 and one against the spread in their last 12 games. Huge. The total has hit the under in Green seven of Green Bay's last 10. Baltimore is eight and one straight up in its last nine home games, which bodes well for Baltimore. Now, latest odds, Green Bay favored by five and a half points on the road at Baltimore. It looks like that's leaning towards Lamar not playing. I would assume that line would probably probably be down to three or under if Lamar is confirmed to go. But how healthy would he be? Would he be just playing through a big ankle injury, seeing how it goes? Who knows? Seth, what's your pick? Yeah, Kenny Clark is all set on the COVID list. What's that? Kenny Clark is on the COVID list. He is. I just saw that as we were going, Um, which is interesting, actually, something we didn't discuss um, that I didn't realize with the new protocols is if a vaccinated player only has to test negative once now within that 48 hour period instead of twice, it makes it, it makes it quicker for those vaccinated players. So some of these players could jump back in Saturday would be tough for some of those Browns players, but players who are playing Sunday, who are playing Monday, I think would have a potential shot because they could test negative Saturday, even Sunday morning, they could test negative and, and play. So, I mean, yeah, he's out currently, but there's a chance he's still back in, which is obviously huge for that Packers defense. Um, I'm taking Green Bay on the precipice that Lamar Jackson is out. I think even if he plays, he's going to be hampered. Uh, He makes his plays, makes his living off of his legs. His legs are currently decommissioned. Give me the Packers. Packers by five and a half, Seth says. Jeremy, do you concur? 100%. 100%. Uh, even if Lamar's healthy in this one, I'm taking Packers five and a half. Um, that Baltimore defense in the secondaries, Marlon Humphrey's out for the year, right? He's been out for a while now, right? He is yeah, out he's out. Towards ACL, didn't he? Horn. I, yes, I, something with his knee. Oh, that's it. I, th- I, was, I thought it was something with his knee, but I guess I was wrong. I, I fully expect a huge game here, and I think you guys win this game by 10. That's just my opinion. Um, there's no way... I mean, yeah, Bateman had 100-plus yards. Andrews had 100-plus yards. Bateman's not going to do that with Lamar on the field, not quite yet, because Lamar's just not that quarterback, not that the backup is. Not but that guy, pal. You get the – he's just – you're just not that guy, pal. Um, but, no, I think, I'll t- I think I'd take Packers 10 and a half in this, to tell you the truth. Another interesting uh, note for you guys, starting safety Chuck Clark, also placed on the COVID reserve list today. Uh, I was going to say, there's two players listed, but his name is not on it for whatever that, reason. That's weird. Yeah. Chuck Clark starting safety. will you know, add him to the list of missing secondary pieces. Marlon Humphrey, you mentioned Marcus Peters has been out with torn AC all year. Safety Deshaun Elliott also out. Uh, that means the Ravens projected secondary facing Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Everett, Chris Westry, Brandon Stevens, and Geno Stone. Uh, if you don't know any of those players, there's good reason. They have a combined 28 career starts Yikes. among the four of them. Uh, and Nightmare even, scenario. Even before that list takes the field, the Baltimore already ranks 31st in the NFL in pass defense. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me 450 yards. Give me 20 touchdowns. Packers by a million. Beautiful. 20 touchdowns. Packers by a million. I don't agree with any of that at all, but I bet you Devontae has – 
200 plus. It's a pretty, pretty good matchup, I would say. Next game, Sunday night, football night bum, bum, in bum, America. Bum. New Orleans, the Nolans Saints. I was almost Christopher Walken esque right there. New Orleans Saints travel to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, what do I have on this game? Where did it go? Saints, <laughs> heavy road dogs. Bucks are favored by 11 points in this matchup. Uh, I'm trying to get the previous game here. Where the hell did it Saints go? Saints won. Saints won previous game. High scoring game in that one, too. Okay. It was 36 27. The Saints won. Just looking at the recap there. Um, Seth would pop off and know that one. Hey, I would absolutely. You know what? Give me two in a row for the Saints. They're covering this line. I'm not going to go as You're far. You're disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to go as far and say that they win this game, but they cover that. What was it? 10 and a half? 11. 11. That they cover that that even huge better. gap. I, I think, yeah. I Saints are going to run the ball. Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara's back. Saints have a good rushing defense, so it's going to be all on Brady. And they have um, that corner. I'm blanking on his name. We talked about him earlier against Lattimore. Mike Evans. Lattimore, yes. I, I think I think the uh, Saints will keep this close. Ultimately, I'm sure the Bucks win this game. Love to see the Saints win, uh, but. Saints keep it close regardless. Jeremy. Ten and a half on huh? one. Ten and eleven. A half. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, it's eleven. Damn. The projected 11. score is twenty-nine to nineteen. And I just need to look at the injury report real quick. For some odd reason Tom Brady is listed on it. That's interesting. Yeah. I um I assume I assume the goat's gonna show up in this one. Eleven points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking it. Got a split decision here between the experts. You just called Seth an expert? Yes. Excuse me. I'm the only expert on this pod when it comes to Tom Brady, okay? Yikes. Yikes. No, I'm pretty familiar with his, his dealings, okay? I, I cried about it for a month straight last, you know, <laughs> this last February. Seth is still crying about previous dealings when he was in New England. That's his troubles. He just can't get over it. A couple trends to note: New Orleans is six and one against the spread, and it's the last seven against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay this year five and zero against the spread in their last five home games. But this line is just too much. Uh, Saints second straight road game after beating the beating the Jets last week. Bucks beat the Bills, but the defense looked suspect in the second half. Uh, Saints beat Tampa Bay earlier this year, but Trevor Simeon was the quarterback. Uh, Taysom Hill gives a little bit better of a chance. I still think the Bucs probably win this, but give me the Saints to cover 11 pretty easily. Saints have won six straight games against Tampa. I'm going to stay with my lone wolf. Over yeah, here. whatever, Jeremy. We know. We know. Talk about disgusting. Set. Talk about disgusting. Does about it hurt, nice. Seth? Seth? Does it hurt? It hurts so good. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts go off for 350. All right. We have the Monday night game. Monday night division battle. 
division battle and it only really matters for one team, but look for the Bears. Yeah, Actually, it, it won't even be the Bears' fault. Look for the Vikings to probably either break their own hearts or keep it close and make people panic for no reason. Time but, out. Don't even blame it on the Vikings. Just blame it on Kirk Coupons. I thought you were going to blame it on Mike Zimmer. Fuck Mike Zimmer. But it is prime <laughs> But it is prime time, so maybe we are blaming it on Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> Betting trends. Minnesota is 1-5 straight up in its last six against Chicago. Uh, which is crazy. Chicago is six and two against the spread in its last eight games against Minnesota. Uh, seems like Chicago has Minnesota's number in the, in the Matt Nagy era. Uh, this game, I mean, the Bears are pretty much done, and it's but it's still a big game for the Vikings. Uh, they have to get this to stay legitimately in the playoff race. Minnesota minus five and a half on the road at Chicago, Jeremy. Chicago. Give me Chicago. Um, double check the COVID list real quick. Um, oh, and give me Chicago as well while he does that. Seven okay. seven players from Minnesota. Alexander Matson, D.D. Westbrook, Dan, whatever, Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter, my bad, A.J. Rose, Kyle Hinton, and Tristan Jackson. Chicago has a bunch too, though. They got ten. Mario Edwards, Artie Burns, Oh, shit. Seth, I might be changing. I didn't realize Eddie Goldman was on this, too. Eddie Goldman, Sam, Kamara, Elijah Wilkinson, Allen Robinson's on it, Jesse James, Eddie Jackson. I'm going Minnesota. I really wanted to go to uh, Chicago, but I didn't realize it was that bad. Um, I mean, they're without three big-name starters on defense. Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson, Eddie Goldman, Mario Edwards. Damn. It's five and a half, right? Five and a half. See, what I was going to pop off and say is uh, Chicago's going to have quarterback run all over the place, and then they're going to shut down Delvin. But, I mean, how are they going to shut down Delvin with their whole defensive lineup, basically? That's a good it's question, Jeremy. That's a good it's question. Seth, I scared, my, I scared myself out of it. Give me Minnesota. I, I get Minnesota. It. Seth stays with Chicago. I'm staying with Chicago. The line is too big for me. I, I think Minnesota pulls it off. Uh, they need to, and it, it's the Bears. So, uh, but I think Justin Fields keeps this entertaining. All right, that's where I was going to go originally, Seth. Is I'm like Justin Fields is going to go off, and they're going to stop Delvin Cook, but I don't see them stopping Delvin Cook. Yeah, that'll be the thing. They got it. They they shut down Delvin Cook. I think they could win this game, but that's the big one. That's the big hey, one. Right. I have Roquan Smith still listed as questionable for this game. He probably makes it in, but that would be a huge, huge hit. Uh, to the Bears defense and really would make Dalvin Cook unstoppable. Unfortunately, this is the first game, first matchup of these two teams this year. So we don't have a prior matchup to uh, call back to. Regardless, give me the Vikings to contain Justin Fields. And uh, yeah, big Justin Jefferson game. Uh, Dalvin Cook also, like I'd, Maybe Kirk throws away a couple of picks just to keep it prime time Kirk, but uh, I still like the Vikings and, you know, only the second time that they've won a game by, you know, eight plus points. I like that here. Give me, can you believe that? I think they've had one double, one double digit game win or loss against the Seahawks in like week three. 
but everything else has been one possession all the way through all year. Um, I still like the Vikings here. Five and a half. Give it to me. Fair enough. And that's it. Fair that enough. is the games. That is the gambit. You know, this is the first Owen mentioned it earlier. This is the first time without any bye weeks and kind of felt like it. It was it. It definitely kind of kept going there. I felt like it wasn't going to stop. That's all right. Sorry, right. we got a few more weeks of this. Uh, we'll get back into it. All right. As always, we'll end with a little trivia here real quick for you. Let me shoot these off. First yes. question. This wide receiver quarterback duo connected for their eighth touchdown of 50-plus yards, the most in the NFL since 2016. This wide receiver quarterback duo Connected for their eighth touchdown this past weekend, by the way, mind you. Uh, for their eighth touchdown of 50-plus yards, the most in the NFL since 2016. Burrow, Jamar Chase. Ah. For real? No, I think I got it. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go say Wilson Lockett. I do believe it is Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Owen says, Jeremy, what do you got? Did Adam score last week? He scored twice, I believe. Scored twice. Were they long touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, one was over. Um, one was that pretty where he he split the defenders. I don't know if you saw that one. And he ran. I don't exactly know if it was fifty. It was pretty close. It was close to fifty. If it wasn't, I don't know. I'll for take sure. Rogers Adams just to be safe. Rogers Adams. One of you is correct, and one of you is not. Owen is the correct answer. Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. I just didn't remember if he scored last week. That's why I was like, man, but. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think I remember this strictly off of the fact that people were trying to compare uh, Wilson's Wilson's long bomb to Lockett. It was kind of like the same position to Herbert's bomb to Jalen Guyton. Uh, and they were trying to compare, like, well, why are you talking about Herbert's impressive play and not Wilson's? Well, Herbert was getting tackled, and it was completely off balance, and Wilson had a chance to set himself, make a long bomb. Still great, very beautiful throw, and red in the money, but, you know, Herbert's was just a little more uh, highlight reel-esque. Yep. All right. Next question, last question. This pass rusher recorded a sack in his ninth straight game tying him for the fourth longest sack streak in NFL history. It's the longest streak for any player since Kansas City Chiefs' Chris Jones recorded a sack in 11 straight in 2018. So this player God. recorded a sack in nine straight games now. Fourth longest streak in NFL history, longest since Chris Jones did it in 2018 with 11. It's like Trey Hendrickson or something like that. I just read this, like, friggin' right before we started. Man, this is tough because there's a couple. There's a couple guys that I've, I had in mind of just having the, like these incredible sack streaks here recently. T.J. Watt was a guy that was kind of popping off. Uh, oh, and it's not any of the top guys. I'm, I'm like damn positive it's not any of the top three. Well, like, you, you're pretty, you're pretty set on Trey Hendrickson. Um, I mean, I was just going to say T.J. Watt's kind of a safe pick. I know Jalen Phillips was another guy um, that was going off as a rookie. I think he'd probably be making more waves if he had that streak as a rookie. I'm going to go just kind of a wild card pick. I'm going to take Max Crosby of the Max Los Crosby Raiders. The, um, Crosby, 
I think he's got a lot of pressures, but I'm pretty sure it's Trey Hendrickson. One of you, once again, one of you is correct. One of Trey. you is not. It is indeed Trey Hendrickson. I, I thought I so one one's numbers I've been keeping a lot of on eyes. He's on. also fifth in the NFL on sacks this year. Yeah, I was gonna say I knew he wasn't one of the top three. I've been keeping a ton of eyes on this because uh, Javon for for the Eagles is just having a stellar year so far. Um, and Sweat's been kind of hitting this, but I've been keeping a ton of num- uh, eyes on this stuff. And uh, actually, did you guys to kind of go along with this? Did you guys see Bruce Arians' comments about Micah Parsons? Yeah. Yeah, he comp- people comparing him to Lawrence Taylor, and he's like, slow down, everybody, slow down. Yeah, you're comparing him to the best pass rusher ever is how he referenced it, or the, the goat, or however you said it. Yeah. I tend to lean that same way, regardless of it being a cowboy or not. I would. It's always hard to compare a rookie to such a, a guy, you know, so. Yeah, no, much. 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's having a phenomenal year, and there's a good chance that he wins defensive player and defensive rookie of the year. Good shot at that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, comparing him to Lawrence Taylor already—that's ridiculous, ridiculous. I was gonna say he got the best shot since Lawrence Taylor. Um, yeah, 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 I was gonna say it's strict. It only really came up initially because of the record, right? Uh, yeah, yep. that he broke, like you said. And uh, yeah, people are kind of running with it, maybe a little too much. But I mean, I mean, there's—he's got a bright future. He does. The 100%, reason, I, yeah, I think it'll, yeah, yeah. The reason they're running with it so much is because Lawrence Taylor is the only rookie defensive def, defender to ever win. Defensive player of the year. And I mean, Owen, like you just said, Mike has got such a good shot just because he's a cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If the dude played anywhere else, he wouldn't be getting the same recognition. Like we all know that. If he was playing, I mean, in Denver, everybody like, oh, that's that's cool. He's the first one to do this since the market's where Von Miller. But he's in Dallas and everybody's like, ah, fucking Jerry Jones. So we all know Jerry loves the Dallas Cowboys. Don't stop it. As always, enjoy some football this weekend. Almost Christmas time. We're almost there. Owen's ready. Owen, I won't spoiler uh, Spider-Man too much for you, okay? Yeah, please don't. I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it. Uh, it hurts my heart because I've speculated about it. For Stay months. off the internet then. Yeah. Stay off the internet. That will be a tough task. Maybe I'll just go try to snipe like a single seat in the theater tomorrow. There you go. Just just, just get it out of the way and then pretend you're dead. All right. Anyways, adios. 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 That dude is a guy. That guy is a dude.